Welcome to Jills of All Trades. I'm Cinnamon with YouTube channel Cleaning and Organizing with Cinnamon. Today I have with me Sarah Chris, which I am very honored to be able to interview. Um, Sarah and I actually, we go back all the way to high school. And I know I say all the way, but we're, we're getting older, so it feels that way. <laughs> so we're actually going to be talking about her business, which is called Awakening Minds Arts. And so I'm going to turn it over to you. And um, if you are listening on the podcast, if you'd like to see this interview, you can actually go to our YouTube channel, which is Jill's of All Trades Podcast. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I did want to start off, like I said, this is our first um, interview uh, format that we've changed our show to. And I picked you because your business is very, very unusual, but not unusual in a bad way. I mean, it's very <laughs> unique. Unique yes. is the word that yes. I'm looking for. So um, if you want to just start us off and telling us what your business is all about. All right. Well, actually, we are a nonprofit organization. And we provide therapeutic and educational services to all ages and all abilities using art. So that's just the short verbiage of what we do. And that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to some people. So what that means is we are using art to get people in our doors to work on non-art related goals such as uh, occupational therapy type goals, academic IEP goals, um, fine motor, gross motor, color matching, differentiating between items, whatever the goals may be, we just use art to work on those goals. So what age, what age group was it again? That's a good question. We are a lifespan program. So we are actually working with toddlers clear through seniors um, and nursing homes. So we go through all of Northwestern Ohio to schools, nursing homes, individuals' houses if they need us to, um, hospitals, rehab centers, uh, really just about anywhere that we're asked to go. And then we have two studios with our main one being here in Finley, Ohio. Okay. that's. That's very awesome. So how, um, I have to ask, you know, how all of this started. So uh, you were in high school and then like, take us through like what happened after high school? Like were you in art? In, in um, I took just about any art class that I possibly could through school. Right. Loved it. Um, I always said I wanted to be an artist when I grew up, but I knew that that wasn't something that I could really do. I wasn't really not that good of an artist. But, you know, it's kind of like when people say, you know, oh, I want to be like a, a movie star and stuff. But then you have people like Casey Neistat, who has, you know, the YouTube channel that has right. over 5 million, you know, viewers and stuff. So you same. can actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I ended up going to Finley at the University of Finley, majoring in psychology. I had decided that I wanted to be a counselor. And I thought I wanted to counsel children. Aww. And then I started my master's program at Heidelberg and Tiffin. And it only took me four weeks to realize that it was not what I wanted to do. <laughs> so <laughs> a friend of mine, we met for lunch. Uh, she told me about this wonderful, wonderful online training opportunity for using art with special needs. And um, it, it started from there. I did not really know anybody with special needs. Um, clear through in dementia, you know, just, I was never really familiar with it, but for some reason it really spoke to me. And I, I truly do believe that this is what I'm put on this earth to do. Absolutely. Um, I did have to ask, where did you get your first, like, do you call them clients or guests or what's the word that you would use? Uh, we call them students. Students, okay. It took me many years to figure out what right, word right. we needed to use. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I actually went out and sold myself as a business. This did start as a business. So I went into the nursing homes and asked them if I could show them what I was doing. 
and it was free and as soon as they would see what I was doing and and then I would explain to them the the, the brain benefits that they were getting yeah. from the services they were hooked immediately and then it really took off from there with word of mouth uh, we really don't advertise much at all we rely heavily on social media and word of mouth which thank goodness you know social me social media has changed so much that yes. that can be and it's and it's free, which I think right. helps, you know, there's so many different costs uh, involved when you have your own business that when you uh, have to also pay for advertising, that kind of stuff, like mm -hmm. you're not able to profit as much, so not that, that many people who have their own business can really actually benefit from it. Right, and then for our case, we operate with not enough funds, so marketing is just not possible for us. Right. So, yeah. So word of mouth, I mean, it, it, it literally just, took off. I never expected it to be this big. So when you were starting it and you went to the nursing homes and stuff, did you automatically think that it would be all ages or did you just decide, you know, hey, let's start with nursing homes and then kind of go from there? Or? I was trained and I wanted to do all ages. At the time, my comfort level was with the geriatrics. Mm -hmm. um, they were slower paced, everything was predictable, More patience, maybe. <laughs> everything was just calm. <laughs> and then I was at, asked to go into one of the schools here, in a, an autism school, and and things were completely different. Yes, and unpredictable. Very unpredictable <laughs> and, and very fast paced and, and I ended up craving that environment. Yes. And as soon as I became a part of that world, I realized that I understood it very well. And that there's a need for it too. Yeah. So while we are a lifespan program, we have thousands of students that are in nursing homes, but we see the, the children regularly. Right. You know, weekly or bi-weekly, and, and we can see their progress and grow with them. Um, a lot of times in our nursing homes, we'll only see a resident once or twice because there's so many in a nursing home and, right. and they have to share the services. Um, our students that we see that are younger, we get to see them regularly. There's a little bit more of a bond with them. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely a lot of fun, but it is a lot higher paced environment when you're working with the younger kids. And you know, that, that's also, <laughs> that keeps your job very entertaining because I mean, <laughs> I can, I'm excited that I clean houses, which I know some people are like, what? But I like the different change in atmosphere. You know, it's unpredictable. There's, yeah. you know, it's not boring. You right. know, it's, you have no idea what to expect. Or. Every day. Every day is different. There's a saying where if you've met one child with autism, you've met one child with autism. And their day yesterday huh. looks nothing like today. And it's just a lot of fun. And, and, I'll, and I'll frequently use the diagnosis of autism, but we work with just about any type of special needs. So... It, it, and that makes it really different from day to day too. So, and these are people who, did they think that they could draw this kind of stuff? Or like, how do you walk them through it? Is it a very slow yeah. process and they do like one, one brush stroke at a time? It's actually very fast, it or? is one brush stroke at a time. Um, <laughs> a lot of these individuals, they do feel defeated every day. They do feel like they can't do anything right. Uh, maybe they are in programs that are so adapted that when they go out into the real world, they don't know how to be a part of that world because all they know is adapted programs. Um, so we're not here to be 100% adapted, we're here to teach them how to be successful, teach them how to 
um, accomplish those goals that they're working on in school or in occupational therapy. That way they can introduce it to an environment outside of that original place that they're working on those goals. So we want to teach people how to be successful. So we are doing that through art. So we are teaching them one step at a time how to do that. Um, sometimes when the students first start with us, we might just get a color on the background mm -hmm. and then it slowly starts to turn into a masterpiece over time but it, it really just depends on each individual person so someone who um, say they they just wanted to have uh, a group of friends come in here and do some art yeah would they be able to do that absolutely so our programming is open to absolutely anybody we specialize in special needs that's where all of our education is in but we are open to anybody who wants to create Okay, so I was kind of curious, um, with the name Awakening Minds Art, did you have that already in place like when you first started the business, or when did that come along? Or I was training for about six months when I realized I need to get a business name established, <laughs> and I just I could not figure it out. I had no ideas at all, and I was working at a bank at the time, and we were just spitballing some ideas, and this one woman said, have you ever seen the movie The Awakening? And I, and I said, no. And she said, I don't know. I think that's kind of neat. You should do something about like awakening the mind or you know something like that. So it was actually someone that I worked with at the bank. It was her idea. Oh, that's great. And it was originated originally just called Awakening Minds. So our business name is Awakening Minds. And we threw in art because everyone else started saying art at the end of it. So um, Awakening Minds Art was really the ideas of other people. So something else I was kind of wondering is um, when you started, you know, you had to go to places just to, you know, start getting people to be interested. Uh, I do know for small businesses especially, word of mouth is the biggest way because if you, you know, if you're like, oh, I went to this restaurant but it was awful, like people won't even give it a chance if no. they know you yeah. and they're like, oh, well, if this person didn't yep. like it, you know, but just the opposite too. If they hear that they liked it, they want to do it too. And it is even stronger in the special needs community. You know, these yes. families are trusting their child with someone else and they want to hear from all of their friends and all of their other special needs families if they trusted and, and enjoyed the services. So ramp that up a whole nother level of word of mouth and how important it is. Um, and it is it is the make it or break it for our organization. And um, we are to the point now where we, we have not actively been seeking clients for probably two or three years now. Wow. Um, we can't keep up with the demand. So, that is awesome. Yeah, it's, it is really awesome. So sometimes that word of mouth can be yeah, right. A lot. It's a little too much to handle sometimes. But so, how many people would you say that um, are in your, you know, your service area that you guys uh, come into contact with? Like, yeah. what a, what's your crowd? So I always have a hard time answering that question. Some of the <laughs> students that we see, we only see one time, maybe because they're in a nursing home or they're in a school or in a rehab center that we'll never see them again. Um, some of the students that we work with, we see every week. Some of the students we see twice a week. So it's really hard to answer that question. So we decided that we were going to start doing a student headcount monthly. And that student headcount monthly averages 1,300 people per month. Wow. And I would say 50%, um, depending on the month, maybe 75% are always new people. 
So we are constantly reaching over thousands of people. That is great. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I do have to admit this. Um, <clears throat> I knew that you were starting your own business and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that, that is awesome. I'm like, man, I can't draw at all. Like, that would be so much fun to do. <laughs> Don't <have> and to. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm seeing, you know, this different art and stuff that little kids are doing and I'm not saying like because they're little that they're not able to do that but but it is a genuine piece of art and basically the reason it's successful is because we give them the tools to be successful yeah we're not giving them a slew of brushes and a slew of colors and saying okay here because that's how we all start and right we, like, we can't do that right so we we break it down and make it easy for them we give them the brush that they need and the step that they need to be successful and teach them how to just process things one thing at a time. Right, and you know what, um, something that I kind of notice is that when I'm seeing this artwork and seeing how amazing it is and that it's done by children and by, you know, just different individuals that are not per se artists, right. you know that when you're doing artwork it takes a lot of confidence and so this, it kind of, it, it speaks for itself. It shows people that, mm -hmm. you know, whoever was behind that brush, the person who was beside them and talking them through it had to have really been caring and, you know, very, just like, very passionate yes. to get it stirring in them to reflect in their artwork. That's a, I've never heard it said so well. <laughs> my job as the director is to coach my staff. And I find myself during a lot of sessions telling the teacher that they did a really good job. <laughs> and then I have to correct myself and say, oh, you know, Taylor, you did a really good job too. But it really does, you know, for us as instructors, we have to make sure that we are patient and giving them the tools to be successful and making sure that we're setting them up to be successful and not letting them fail. You're exactly right. This, this requires a lot of confidence and I would say across the board our students gain more confidence in this program than anything else. And that's a huge thing yeah. especially for the ones who are children. Yeah. You know and it, on top of it if they do have a special needs you know that's just that's an area that they may may feel them you know may, may make them feel self-conscious you know so to have that kind of confidence. Yeah exactly it gives them the confidence to go out and do other things. Right. Now they can socialize with other people. Um, my next question that I was wondering, kind of in the, you know, you've said that there's about 1,300 people a month, you know, so you are making a difference, obviously, especially that you haven't had to advertise or mm -hmm. seek out um, clients in the past three years. So now that you have this large capacity of people that you are helping, what are the struggles that come with that? Um, since you are a nonprofit organization, mm -hmm. so what all does that entail? Like... Well, every year it's something different. We've been an organization now for eight years, and as we continue to grow, it becomes harder and harder. So I would say maybe three or four years ago, our fundraising goal was between ten dollars to $15,000. It just depended on what we wanted to do that year. Um, now our fundraising goal, just to keep our doors open, is $50,000, and that's just to keep doors open. That's not even touching the expansion of programming the fact that we need a new space, things like that. So <clears throat> the reason that we struggle financially is because we only hold the families and the facilities responsible to pay 50% of the actual program costs. So if you were to come in and use our service, if your daughter someday comes in and uses our service, whoever is coming in, no matter what, to use our services, they're only paying 50% of the actual program costs. We fundraise for the other half. And the reason for that is because a lot of programs out there, especially for special needs, they all cost a lot of money and they're not covered by insurance. They're not getting any type of reimbursement for this program. 
So in order for us to even have students, we have to make it reasonably priced. So if I'm a business person and I, I <laughs> haven't, you know, if I'm if I'm a shark like off of Shark Tank and I'm like you know uh, why don't you just raise your prices and why don't you just charge them the full rate? What, you got to take that business you... hat off. You got to take that hat <laughs> off. Um, and I and I always have to give that visual to people when they ask me that question. We are a service organization, so we are providing a service. We are a fee for service, but it is not possible to charge what we need to charge. Um, these families are paying for so many programs and, and I think maybe if you're not a part of that special needs world you don't understand you don't understand well what services are you talking about you know in order to get your child to just speak to you it takes art classes it takes maybe horseback riding because that is what gets them motivated too it may take occupational therapy speech therapy and physical therapy none of which are provided under your insurance so if you want to get the services for your child that that they need in order to be successful and to and to help them grow. I always say, you know, you have to get started at a young age. You have to get started in intervention programs as soon as you know. And all of that costs a lot of money. So we are charging only 50% and sometimes even less than that because we have huge hearts and it's hard to say no. But I bet. I bet. <laughs> Especially, you know, with them being right there. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just it, and when you're passionate about something, like you're passionate about art, to see that other people can do it, you just want to be like, here, I'll teach you all day. <laughs> there's many times, I, I, you know, I have a great staff, there's there's a total of nine staff members here, and, and a couple months ago, the program director was here, and she had said something about her student, and she said, well, I haven't charged him in months. And I was like, what? <laughs> she said, I... I wasn't going to tell you, but I haven't been putting him on my timesheet. I know he can't afford to do the classes, but this is all that he will do. So in order for him to keep coming, I just decided that I wasn't going to claim him as a, as a student and I'm not going to charge him for a little bit until they can find some scholarship money. I was like, well, okay, that's fine. You know, and that's where it ends up happening all the time is just these people are wanting, they're wanting help and they want friendship and they just, they need guidance and, and that's what we're here to give them. So. I think everybody's kind of in that position here where we just have huge hearts and all we want to do is help and and, and it's it's hard. So. Do you ever have um, like a bad day? And I'm not <laughs> saying because of the people or anything like that, but I'm saying like does the stress ever like, I don't know, like because every job that you're at there's always something that, you know, is hard about it. And I'm not saying like Sarah, please tell us what your complaints are or anything like that. Um, I, I don't really see any coming from you. <laughs> but like, do you ever have a bad day or is this just... So I will, I will go through my days of the week here. So Monday I hate because that's my office day. Uh-oh. So that's the day where I have to pay all the bills. That's the day I have to collect how much money we made over the past week and, and see where we can, what we can pay. And, right. And uh, tell the, you know, those people banging on our doors what money that can't pay them this week. Um, so Monday I hate because of that reason alone. And Monday is the office day for all of the administrators here. So it's pretty slow. Don't see a lot of students. So as far as activity here in the studio, it's slow and somber while we I try gotcha. to figure out how to pay the bills. <laughs> and through the rest of the week, it's very high energy. Um, I have really learned over the past few years to just have this, it's almost like a, like a high that I just keep myself in. Um, and I don't let myself crash until I go home. And... I have to just make sure that no matter what stressful situation comes 
up, you know, it's my job to be positive and to just plaster that smile on my face and make sure we can get through the day. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm just, you know, glossed over, just, okay, we can figure this out and just be happy and be positive because right. everyone is looking to me for positivity and, and you know, how I, how I feel about the situation. And if I'm feeling confident about it, then they will too. And, um, and then I just end up going home and figuring it out through the night. So, and you know, um, sometimes it really stinks to have to be that person, but, um, I think that God will definitely bless you for being that person because, uh, there always has to be, it, there always has to be somebody who helps somebody else out. And you do affect a lot of people who are here and everything like that. So yeah. it, it's the appreciation for that is yep. probably worth it. It does. So. I, I can't imagine doing anything different. The stress and, and the lifestyle of this type of job is worth it because my heart is full every day, except Mondays. But yeah. <laughs> my heart is full and I could not be happier and, and I just can't imagine a more fulfilling life than what I lead. So, so. how old are you? Are you? I'm 30. You're 30? Okay. Yes. Just to hear younger than yeah. me, but <laughs> that's, it's quite an accomplishment to be 30 and have your own business and to like just looking around, which we'll definitely do some camera shots. Um, it's absolutely beautiful in here and to know that you have your own, you know, place. Was there that moment at the beginning when, where you just kind of sat there and you were like, Oh my gosh, I'm really doing this. Like yeah. was it after the, you got the building or after you had so many, you know, students or like when was it that you kind of you know I'm, felt trying, to, that? I'm trying to think back Wait, this is actually our third home I actually worked out of the back of my car for a year and a half um, awesome. so maybe the first studio it was kind of that oh wow this is this is a real business you know um, there are moments where I do get caught up in the craziness of it all and I do count my blessings and but I, I would say it is just such a chaotic life and such a hustle bustle kind of mentality every day I'm probably very guilty of not looking around and just taking it all in because it is just it is a lot to take in so. yeah I, I you know I would just say because especially if you're very very busy um, you're never gonna have that moment where you can actually pause and do that but you know, I, I do that sometimes yeah, there was a there was a moment and now I'm remembering it was um, after maybe the 50th person in a month asked me how many clients we service. And I, and I could never figure out how to tell them that. Um, we sat down and we started making that list. And we started making a list of all the hospitals, all of the nursing homes, all of the schools, all of the rehab centers, all of the agencies that we partner with. Um, when I saw that front and back list with size font nine, yeah, that's when it was, oh! <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you know, we knew it was a lot, but to actually see it in front of you on paper. Right. And, and, and you know, since I've known you since high school, um, there will be times where I'm on Facebook and then in my news feed, you know, I'll have somebody, you know how like when you see mutual friends and you're like, how do they know my friend? <laughs> yes, or how do yes. they know each other without me? Like, yep. it's weird. Um, but somebody will say, oh, I had this, this, and this, and then they'll have you tagged, you know, uh, Awakening Minds Art, and I'm just like, that is so cool, so you know, it's, it's, it's very, yeah. I don't know, I, I feel like you're a star, <laughs> like, it's great. Oh, no, no, we definitely just, we meet a lot of people, and, and that's, that's one of the coolest parts about the job, is just so many people, and I would say 
that makes it very hard for me to go out to the grocery store and so many people you start can't talking go out to me. In pajamas or anything like that. I or? do, but then I feel bad when I can't remember names. I feel like my brain has just exploded with names, but um, that does make it hard. But it's fun. I don't mind it. I'm very social and I like to talk to people no matter where I'm at. So that's awesome. I go to the checkout line and tell everybody about what I'm doing everywhere I go. So well, that's good. We'll definitely have this um, all of your links and everything, but. Uh, just so people who are in this area know like what kind of events and stuff you have, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about what's your next event that's coming up. Okay. So the type of events that we hold, we, we hold a lot of events all the time. That's really how we keep our doors open. Um, so regularly we do something called Paint and Partake. Those are the fundraising programs of our organization. And that can be through wine tasting, it can be through eating cake and ice cream, whatever you want the partake to be. Um, Basically, all it is is just getting a group of your friends together for a party, and we provide the art part, so the painting, the paint part, and then you decide what you want to partake in. So we do children's birthday parties, bachelorette parties, team building events, all sorts of different things, and essentially the, all proceeds from those um, parties keep our doors open. So those are fundraisers for us, and it's a way for us to sit and talk to people for two hours that would not sit and listen to us otherwise. So we get to talk to people about what we do every day and share our passion with people that had probably never heard of us before. Yeah. So that's a great way for us to talk to people and raise funds. And then we hold a, a couple small fundraisers through the year. And when I say small, they really are pretty big. Um, we have one October 15th, um, so, so coming right up. It's our annual art auction. It's our sixth year doing it. And it is an opportunity for the, the students in our programming to make artwork and have it live auctioned off in front of a room full of people that are just fighting for their artwork, and it is so cool. What a way to boost their yeah. confidence. Oh, gosh, and they walk down a red carpet in their little suits and bow ties <laughs> and their dresses, and, and they're holding their artwork. Their instructors, they're with them, helping them, and, and people in the room are just bidding like crazy, and, and a lot of times the pieces go up to $1,000 or more. So oh, that is fantastic. Some of the students may not have a good concept of, of money, but they can still see a room full of people fighting for their painting. And, right. And it just makes them feel so great. And then to know somebody wanted their artwork so badly that they were willing to pay that much for it, and now a part of their story is hanging in someone else's house. And that's just really cool. That's cool for any artist. Yeah. So it's even it's even cooler for these kids to be able to, to experience that. And it's just a neat experience. So that is our biggest fundraiser every year. And uh, it's the most um, well-attended event that we have. I think I saw um, something that was in my news feed. I think it was during the summer where you had... Uh, uh, parents could drop off their kids here and then go out or, or you know, yeah. to movies or whatever they wanted to. You know, yep. it's kind of like, you know, hey, we you want a yeah. free night? Drop them off here. We do and... a lot of public programs. <laughs> we do a lot of public programs that are either geared for um, just children, like that classes. We call it drop and date. It's every Friday night. Um, and then we also do a lot of our programs are just for anybody to come. So Saturday morning is a very diverse crowd. We always have painting class on Saturday morning, and we've got special needs children and adults in here with typical children and adults, but together they're in here creating as one. So it's a really neat environment. And then we have, um, you know, over Christmas time we do Santa's workshop. So we have the studio for three hours reserved for kids to come in and create while their parents go shopping. Aww. So we just oh, want to help. That's, that's probably great. a big relief for them. <laughs> it's, we're here to help. You know, we want, we want these parents to have a moment to to go do whatever they need to do and the kids can come in here and create 
we see so many schools cutting art out of the curriculum and these kids need an opportunity to create so why not make it convenient for the parents to yeah especially with the uh, with kids during school time you have to have um, that time where they can release their energy and their you know um, that's why you have recess when you're you know in certain grades and stuff and having art and having that out I loved art oh I was so excited <laughs> when it was art day like yes. I think there was one time where I wasn't feeling the best in the morning, and my mom's like, do you want me to call you? And I'm like, no, it's art day. Like, <laughs> I'm going to school. <laughs> yes, it was, that was always my favorite day, too. So it really saddens me to hear that kids are now having to choose between taking art and then uh, maybe a foreign language. They have to make that choice. And Yeah, there's a lot of rules in a lot of school systems now with That's art, and, and it's being cut. And, and, you know, it's not just in schools. It's in nursing homes as well. So the activities, budgets, and nursing homes are pretty small, which means there's not a lot of time for extracurricular activities inside of the facilities, um, and art is being cut out of the facilities and, as well. And you know, when you're um, geriatric, you uh, are limited to the things that you can do. Uh, yeah. It's not like you can go out and have a run or do this and that, physical activities. So art being something that you would be able to do, um, it would just be a shame to like not to not, to not have that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of people think, well, there's already art in school, so why do we need more art for special needs students? Because we do go into schools and have to fundraise for the schools to have us come out as well. And uh, the the problem is just you know you've got your one art teacher who's doing a phenomenal job. She's teaching a classroom full of maybe maybe 15 typical kids and only maybe two special needs kids. She it's not it's not fair to ask her to modify the entire lesson plan for the two special needs kids when she has 15 other kids that she has to meet all of those standard um, testing things for too. So so basically what ends up happening are those special needs children are just sitting in the back of the classroom just not grasping what the lesson plan is and, and maybe their aide ends up having to do majority of the program project mm -hmm. for them right. or they're just not really doing it at all. And so may, they may be going to art class, but they might not actually be really receiving anything from the art class. That's a very good point. I'm glad that, that <laughs> you mentioned that. Um, so with programs that you have on Friday nights, Saturdays, you have anybody can come in here, which I'm excited to hear because <laughs> for like birthday cards and stuff, I usually do yeah. like a, a little display in like stick figures, <laughs> like <laughs> where I do memories and that kind of stuff for my mom. So yeah, it, it might be a little perfect bit better place sometime. to make a birthday gift. You can <laughs> lots of birthday gifts here. Lots of Christmas gifts. <laughs> so that's very very exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my last question, which I this is going to be a normal thing for uh, the Jills of all <laughs> trades. We understand that um, everywhere that you go, somebody is at a job, and I I feel like communication is a big thing, especially when you're in the service industry and you're serving somebody else. And there's a lot of things that people don't understand about other people's jobs. So is there maybe one thing that you, if people understood how everything worked, mm -hmm. like one thing that you could tell them, and it's not you complaining or anything like that, but just, and not trying to make them take offense or anything like that, but like, okay, for instance, when I was a server, if people would see servers just standing there waiting for the food they'd be like oh, why are they just standing there well 
if they would understand that we don't cook the food right. and your drinks full you have your silverware you have everything that I can do I'm waiting up there for your food right. so if they understood that it would make right. their experience better and my experience better so is there anything like that with from, your job for me personally as in my job that I'm in um, it took me a long time I grew up very and I know you can um, understand this I grew up uh, with no filter and I wanted to tell people how I felt about everything. <laughs> and if you upset me, I told you that you upset me. Uh, being in this kind of job, that has to go out the window. I do, um, for several reasons. One, you know, with special needs individuals, they may not understand that they've hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. So you do have to have thick skin there. And, and they're not going to understand your sarcasm back or you know, anything like that. So you just have to learn to just not argue in a lot of those situations. Um, um, but I would say that the hardest part for me is, is if I'm out in the community, I, I do have to look at everyone as a potential donor right. or a potential parent of our program. So, you know, I'll be out with a friend and they start doing something that represents me badly, you know, I have to tell them to stop or, you know, I, there's been times where I've let friends drive my car, you know, I've got a personalized license plate that advertises the business. Don't drive my car bad. What if somebody Don't recognizes Don't behind me? somebody if they <laughs> yeah. so make I you mad. Just, yeah, I, yeah, just that constant <laughs> reminder that, you know, I have to, I have to constantly remind myself that anyone in the room could be someone that was going to help us out, but maybe won't because of something that was done or said. Um, and by no means does that make me um, fake. You know, I, I am a naturally very nice right. person, and, and I'm very understanding and patient and try to see the good in absolutely everyone. Uh, but there are moments where I have to really bite my tongue. Um, but I'm happy that I have that, that, that new skill because it really has forced <laughs> me to see the good. I have to see the good right. in everyone and, and just be positive and sometimes have that glossy, like, it's okay kind of look on my face because I just, positivity is, is crucial for my job and, and I do think that that's why this program is so successful is because we all are positive and we all have to stay positive and, and just treat everyone with kindness at all times because you don't know what their job is like and you don't know what their life is like you don't know what's going on I do say this a lot is that <laughs> you know when you come across somebody who is mean to you it's not that they're generally a mean person it's just you know hurt people hurt people if they are going through something like you have no idea what they're going through we yeah. don't know what each other is going through yeah. you know what I mean and it doesn't necessarily say anything about you like if I'm being mean to you it's not saying oh you're automatically a horrible person you know even though we yes. may feel it because we're like yeah. why am I always getting picked on why am I always, I always getting you know yes I always use the word react because what most people don't realize is that people are only reacting to their environment so they are reacting to your actions so Keeping that in mind helps you understand a little bit. The feelings and actions don't just come out of thin air. Yeah. They are reacting to something. And that, you know, my job has taught me that. And I am able to go out into the community with that same mentality, knowing that if someone treats me poorly, they are reacting to something that just happened. And, and, that, and that's okay. And I have to be patient and, and nice. And I think if everybody knew that and everybody kind of... Um, behaved in that way, then, uh, 
the world. We might, would be we might a try place. to think. It, 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 it would be a better place, and we would be able to move on, you know, yes. instead of like letting. Yes. What is that one saying where it says, you know, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes that you let ruin your day, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, well, thank you very much for thank interviewing you. with yeah, us. I'm really excited great. about that. So, where can people find you at? We have all forms of social media. So, you can go to our website, awakeningmindsart.org, or you can find us on Facebook. Awakening Minds Art. We have a Paint and Partake by Awakening Minds Art. We're on Twitter, Awakening Minds Art, and Instagram as well. So all of those can be found um, by visiting our website. There is a link there for all of those social media platforms on our website. And, the, and to donate is actually right there on our website as well, awakeningmindsart.org. Awesome. And if everybody who listened to this podcast to donate five bucks or what you can or even a dollar, <laughs> that would help out tremendously. And you can see... Um, the different things that it would help and maybe the different peoples or peoples uh, the different people um, do you have different things on the website that show the people with their their work and that yeah, kind of there's thing? a lot on the website we do so much so awesome. spend some time to navigate through it it's it's a really neat website that's great so, lots of pictures <laughs> yep. all right well thank you and um, everybody have a wonderful day and go out and draw something it'll release some stress <laughs> thanks guys <laughs>